Hey guys, it's Scott. And as you can tell from my voice, I am just back from <laughs> San Diego. And I wanted to do a, a bigger post. You know, I, I really wanted to do something where I kind of took you with me and posted throughout the day. But, you know, it's just impossible. I, I thought I could do it, but Tyler and I both really hunkered down and, and made an effort and it was just too much. I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have Ty post some of my schedule here, like not just the public facing schedule, but a little bit of the private facing schedule. Just so you can see what San Diego is like for most pros, I think, behind the scenes. Because we have all the stuff that you see. You know, we have the signings and the panels and all of that. But then there's a whole kind of phalanx of stuff that we do that you don't see that's really crucial to, to conventions, right? There's the meeting up with editors that we don't get to see a lot. There's making deals with publishers. There's meeting a lot of the retailers and doing a lot of publicity, doing interviews, doing everything. And it's a workplace. So anyway, the point is, I'm really sorry I couldn't do that. But the other reason I didn't do it was because there was this building feeling the whole time. Like I was kind of forming a, a bigger thought about it rather than just kind of going through and giving you the play-by-play. -play. There was more of a kind of emotional thread to it. And I think it's something a lot of people were feeling the more I talked to friends there. But, you know, San Diego is a con that for me, at least, I used to carry a lot of stress to. At DC, San Diego would always be where we were either promoting or announcing a big event. Summer is a big time for comics, you know, licensed comics in particular. And there was always the feel it was blockbuster season, right? So I'd be there promoting what was coming in the fall, which was also usually big but I'd be there doing Batman or metal or the launch of justice league. And these are all incredibly fun things, right? Incredibly fun. But when you're at a, at a company, a lot of the time you don't think about it from the outside, but from the inside, so many jobs depend on what you're doing. Not that people will just get fired or promoted based on, you know, your work, but it's all inextricably linked, right? So if like a, something, especially like something like metal, if metal does well, it raises all ships, right? The tie-ins raise the books that they're in. They draw attention to those books. It brings in new talent sometimes when it comes to one-shots. Editors use those opportunities to try and spotlight creators that they've been trying to, to bring into the fold. And then there's just the entire economy of it itself, right? Like if the event does well, the whole quarter does well. So Everybody does well. So like a whole quarter, two quarters really can depend, like half a year can depend on something like that. Is it the totality of the whole financial stability of the company for that time? Not at all. Like there are plenty of important things happening around that from other books to other events to things that are black label to indie series, all of it. So in no way it was like what we were doing, the thing that like, you know, completely held anything up, but it was an important component. You know what I mean? And so going to San Diego meant making sure that the fans knew exactly what we were trying to do, how excited we were about it. It was doing a million interviews. It was making sure that we're meeting with retailers making sure we're meeting with foreign distributors, doing marketing, making videos. And more than that, there's just this pervasive sense of pressure. So I'd walk around and see like the big banners that said metal and the whole booth would be decorated with it. And, you know, you see your boss there, like Dan, who was really into it or really not, depending on 
which event you're talking about, some he loved, some he didn't, but then everybody else that was either excited or worried about it. And in that way, I often felt that I would go to the con and do my best to get through it. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. I love meeting fans. I love seeing my friends, you know, other creators, but there was this sense of anxiety the whole time. And a lot of the time that led to like, you go and you have to blow off steam, right? You'd have to like go out to lunch, get away from the con, have a drink, you know, that kind of thing. And this was the first year I really felt, I thought it was maybe being away from DC and being my own boss, just none of that pressure. You know, I have more books coming out. There's the same amount of kind of pressure in terms of a launch, even more pressure in some ways because the books are ours. These three books that just came out this week, four books really, but the three at Comixology, Canary, Dudley Dotson, and Barnstormers, and then Dark Spaces Wildfire from IDW, each one is its kind of its own planet, right? Each one is a book that I want everyone to see how special it is with this other, other co-creator who's put so much love and, and effort into them. So there's more pressure. And yet at the same time, there's no stress. Like I was not stressed about these launches because each book is, is something that's really uniquely itself. And there's not the same kind of overarching demand for performance and all of this stuff that was there before. So at first I was like, oh, maybe it's that, you know, and it is that. I mean, there's definitely a more liberating kind of feeling for me being there and not having to kind of make sure that we're really shoving an event up into the stratosphere of the excitement realm, you know, into that orbit of like, everybody can't wait for it. But the more the con went on, the more it also felt like a, a sort of bigger, more palpable yet abstract kind of feeling about the whole thing, which was that, to be honest, like creators, everyone I saw was so happy to see each other again. And it was really moving. I mean, it was the thesis or the through line of the whole con was that the pandemic, the sort of craziness of these times, we've all been through some rough stuff. You know, everybody I know in one way or another, not just sort of in the conventional way of being affected by the pandemic and all that, which we all are, but everyone I know work-wise, things have been really up and down. You know, everyone was scared. Everyone was worried for their friends when the, the industry kind of really shuttered during COVID and then reopened. But all these, there are all these new opportunities, all these new kind of pitfalls. We've all kind of been through it, you know, in, in a way, I think a lot, and we're still going through it. But to see each other physically brought a different kind of energy to things. Like, for example, it was one of the first nights and we had the comiXology party, right? So Ty will post all the pictures here and stuff. But um, Scott Tober, and they gave me a handful of invites and I invited my friends and people I hadn't seen in a while. And then other people wound up coming and it wound up being this really fun, pretty big party. And at one point they asked me to say something. And so I was, I was sort of standing on this ramp about to say something. I'm looking out and I see Becky Cloonan and Mike Conrad laughing with Jock and Tom Taylor standing with James Tynan and Bruno Redondo. And they're gesticulating and talking about comics and everybody just seems so excited. And it was like that feeling if you go to a wedding or if you've been married, like when you're at your own wedding and you have this kind of overwhelming feeling of wanting to bottle the room because you don't really get to see as you get older. You don't have birthday parties like you do when you're a kid. You don't see the people you care about that often 
in one space. And to see them all there, it made me want to just shut the doors and be like, can we stay here for longer? And I got really choked up, you know, and I said the whole thing I could say about it was thank you to Comixology so much for all the creative freedom on these books. But even more, thank you for giving us this moment together, this space. And that feeling carried through the whole con. And I really feel like everyone I spoke to felt the same way. There was a greater generosity, a greater enthusiasm to just sit and talk. There was just more joy. DC set up this booth called Larry's Luau. Larry Ganim is the talent relations manager at DC. He's been there a long time and he's friend to all of us. Really sweet person. And so he, he set up an open bar and a kind of meeting spot out on the marina. If you've been to San Diego, there's a marina behind the con. It's this beautiful strip of walkway and it borders, you know, the port where there are all these boats and yachts and super yachts. And you go there and you get a bracelet. And I remember walking in and seeing the sun slanting in off the water. And there was Chris Conroy, you know, editor who I haven't seen from DC in years and who helped on everything, Swamp Thing, all these things I've done and has been responsible for some of the best Black Label books. And there's Marie Javens, my old boss and head of DC, who we go all the way back, you know, and we're both big Daniel Johnston fans and just your friends. They're your friends. And I remember looking at that crew and just thinking, I love these people. Even we've had fights, we haven't had fights, but James really summed it up. So the next night was the Eisners, right? And I, I took out my fans. I took out you guys. I took out the founders tier from the Black Jacket founders tier of Best Jacket. And the thing that was so moving, so I was so concerned that I was going to give them enough stuff, right? We rented out this nice Brazilian barbecue restaurant. It's just a private room there. And um, I was so concerned we'd have the things like the signed variant exclusive. And we also had a surprise extra trait. And we also had a surprise extra t-shirt from We Have Demons that was glow in the dark, you know, halo zero on it and thousand blades thing. And that we also had giveaways like special slab CGC 9.8 Nocteras and head sketches and Tony Daniels coming as a special guest, just everything. And I got there and I was all nervous and everybody there was kind of talking to each other and trading things. And I was like, what's happening? And it turns out like they were just excited to meet each other because they had been in communication and some of them were doing a workshop together where they were trading stories, trading comics and all this. Some of them gave me their, their comics. They were so happy just to be there together as a community. They didn't need anything from me, even though I moved from table to table. I was so happy to talk to them. It was so inspiring. You know, it made me be like, you guys are the next generation of comics. And it's true. Like, you know, this is the spirit of comics. Like the spirit of comics is at its core, deeply, deeply collaborative. I mean, filmmaking is and all of that stuff, but comics, it's this strange dance between like a few people at first, right? It's a writer and an artist, co-creators or whatever, colorist and inker. But these people like making something they all have to believe in together. And if you have to sacrifice some control to get back the best thing from the other person, and there's a connectivity there and a collectivism on a comic that speaks to exactly the kind of spirit that we need right now in the world. It really feels like being there, everybody there understood, you know, comic creators understand you have to kind of give a little to get a little. You have to open yourself up to somebody you might not fully trust at first to be able to express something that means the world to you. You've got to be able to have a discourse. You've got to be able to be vulnerable. And all that stuff is so wanting right now in the world. There's, it's just so hard to find in places. So 
Anyway, like the Eisners, I had that dinner. I came back all choked up. I got back and then I found out on the way that James Tynan had won all these Eisners, including the Eisner for Best Writer, which is not even deserved, but like undeniable on every level. He has the best books on the stands. He's my idol. And I think he looked a little overwhelmed. I was feeling emotionally overwhelmed from meeting you guys and feeling so inspired. And we went outside on the balcony to just kind of step out, step away the two of us for a bit. And we had the exact same feeling, which was just like, we were both like all teary. And it was like, we've both been doing things like, you know, I've been working in Hollywood a little bit on the witches stuff. Hopefully that goes through. He's been doing some of that stuff too with his work. And neither of us have great ambitions to do that. But, you know, even kind of taking a small trip away from comics a little bit. And the people I worked with are wonderful. I love it over there. But coming back and seeing these people, seeing comic people, looking through the window with him into the bar and looking at all these wonderful nerds just making things they love. And it doesn't matter to them how the things, I mean, it matters how they do, but it doesn't matter to them if it's like a huge hit or not. They're making things they care about. You just look at everyone and it's so obvious and it's so tangible like they're making physical things that go out in the world by virtue of their labor that they love that are going out there to you it's not a question of like well like with tv like they need more of this or this show already came out or we're not sure we're switching people in the room and it's all under a producer and you know all that stuff is fine but comics is so pure man it's just pure you're just there making stuff and we looked at each other and said, I can't believe how lucky we feel to be a part of this community. I was like, just, just looking at him like, this is one of my best friends. Him and Greg and Doyle and Jock. And these are, they're all there. And you're like, just thinking to yourself, like, thank you to you guys, fans, for giving us this opportunity to be a part of this community that we love. And it made us never want to leave. I was just like, I love comics. He was like, I love comics too, man. It just carried through the whole con, this pervasive feeling. And like the next morning, even I was at my table signing and this dude was coming by dressed as a big transformer. And it was like this elaborate costume with like the wheels and the eye, you know, lights and stuff. And he tripped as he was coming by and he kind of fell. And I felt really bad. I was walking over. But as he was getting up, people in the line or the area nearby started being like, you know, and making the transformer sound and that like cheering him on, like, you can do it, you can get up. You know what I mean? And he got up, they were like, you can do it, Bumblebee, transform, transform. And like, he got up and put his hands up and he was like, bum, 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 you know, and they're like, yeah. And I was like, this is who we are. You know, in my heart, I was like, I love you. It was like the dumbest thing, but it just, that's how it felt all weekend was just a place full of wonderful people. You know, yeah, we can be assholes. Like, yeah, we fight with each other. Yeah, there were moments of like, we're all annoying and, you know, weird and whatever in our own way, but we love each other. You know I mean? We do. And this community is one of passion and inclusion and creativity and love. And, you know, that to me, as corny as it sounds like, you know, I'll go out there and be a cheerleader for comics forever because that feeling was so special, this con. It's, it's so corny, but it's just so true. I mean, it just felt different. You know, yes, there were annoying moments. Yes, you know, there were normal dramas behind the scenes in different ways. But at the end of the day, that was the takeaway. It was made me never want to take it for granted. Never want to go to San Diego and not be like, this is a special opportunity to engage that sort of feeling and that energy of we're all in this together with comics. As big as it gets, it's still just a community of like 
nerds making things they care about. So anyway, that was the takeaway. Some funny things like I really got to catch up with Greg Capullo, which was a blast, and with Jock and with Becky Cloonan finally, and got to catch up with James Tynan, and I met Daniel Simpari and Bruno Redondo, and I got to hang out with Hayden Sherman, who's amazing, my co-creator on Wildfire, and had such a good time hanging with the Best Jacket folks, like hanging out with Jamal Igel. We had a long talk, and Dan Panosian, who's hilarious, and Tula Lote. We had a lot of a lot of time together, get to catch up, and. It was a blast. It was a blast. And Tony Daniel, Tony Daniel and I had a great time. Tony is hilarious and a wonderful human being. And our friendship is pretty effortless. And the creative process on Noctera is effortless. And we planned out the whole like third arc together. And we have a Val special coming out soon and everything with Francis. And it was just a good feeling. I don't know how to articulate it. I feel really inarticulate talking to you about it. But that's the best way I can describe it is like being at a wedding or one of those feelings where you're like, wanting to not let go of a moment when you're surrounded by people you care about. So it was a good one. And the last thing I'll say is so many of you came up, like every few people in line were somebody that was like, I'm taking your class. And I just want to say thank you. Like everybody that I was sitting with kept remarking to me how nice that was, you know, like whoever, whatever artists I was signing with. And it, it warmed my heart. Like the fact that so many of you are doing this class or, take it upon yourselves to come up and tell me you are or that, like it really was energizing. And I can't wait to now do comic writing 102 in the fall and we'll reopen the founders tier as well for special things. But to switch it over where we're starting to look at your work in tandem with published stuff so that you can really learn, I think even faster and more aggressively because seeing things that need a little bit of work and repairing them together in constructive and thoughtful ways is honestly, I think, the best, the best method of learning different techniques and getting a kind of clear eye on how to approach your own stuff when you're trying to edit it. So anyway, it'll be fun. And thanks again.